Hola, and welcome to Spanish Answers, episode 33. We're finally back. I'm your host, Sarah with Language Answers, and today will be the beginning of something new I want to try with my podcast. So at the beginning of every episode, I'm going to start with a cultural tip. So the cultural tip number one is basically Spanish around the world. According to the Cervantes Institute, in 2019, there were about 483 million people that spoke Spanish as their native tongue. In terms of it being its native tongue, it's also the second most spoken language in the world, right behind Mandarin. And then it's also the third most spoken language if you take into account students who are studying it, people who have kind of like a limited competency in it, and who speak Spanish as their native tongue. So that's right after English and Chinese. Now. There are 20 countries that speak Spanish, 21 if you include Puerto Rico, which is a territory of the U.S., right? So these 20, 21 countries are Mexico, Colombia, Spain, Argentina, Peru, Venezuela, Chile, Ecuador, Guatemala, Cuba, Bolivia, the Dominican Republic, Honduras, Paraguay, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, Uruguay, Puerto Rico, and Equatorial Guinea. So, I will of course have references in the show notes for these. So, on future episodes, I'm going to take about maybe three episodes, three cultural tips, as it were, and focus those three on each country. In other words, on our next three episodes, I will focus on Mexico. And then on the next three, I'll focus on Colombia, and so on and so forth. That way we kind of get a nice little dive into Spanish culture around the world. And we are just focusing on what at least those of us here in the United States mostly think of, which is Mexico and Spain. Instead, we're thinking about all of the countries because all of them have a rich history and a unique place in the Spanish-speaking world. Moving on to the actual content of this episode, this is going to be the first part in a three-part series that focuses on the benefits of learning Spanish with kid songs, and then we'll also, on the next two episodes, discuss various kid songs that are in Spanish and also sometimes in English. For today, I want to highlight four reasons why it's beneficial to learn Spanish kid songs just with your language learning, especially if you have little children, but even if you don't, it can still be really helpful. The first one is that they can be really, really catchy. Or in Spanish, pegajosa, or if you're in Spain, pegadiza. So pegajosa or pegadiza, they're catchy, which means that they're really easy to memorize. Kind of like when you get a really annoying song in your head. I don't know if any of you have ever heard, this is the song that does not end or never ends it gets stuck in your head and it's terrible and you just sing it the rest of the day. That's kind of the benefit with a Spanish kid song because some of them are really simple to the point of almost being stupid, but they stick in your head and so you just get those words drilled into your head. So one example I have is La Vaca Lola. It's, let's see, there's like maybe five lines total and they are super easy. But let me tell you, I sing this to my little girl and she loves it. Basically, like, the cow Lola, the cow Lola, she has a head and she has a tail, 
the cow Lola, the cow Lola, she has a head, she has a tail, and she goes moo. And that's literally the entire song. But my little girl loves it when I touch her head and go, she has a head. Or, you know, I'll touch her imaginary tail and I'll be like, look, you have a tail. And then she loves when you go moo. So I memorized this song mm, probably within five minutes, not even trying really hard. It was just so easy. That's the benefit, right? Now I know how to say an animal says or an animal goes and then how to say the sound. And I definitely will probably never forget how to say head and tail in Spanish because of this song. It really helps that these songs are so catchy. The second thing that is awesome about kids' songs is that they are great vocab builders, especially if you're maybe transitioning from beginner to intermediate. It's a great way to really build simple vocab that you would use daily because that's really what kids' songs are for, right? They're to teach kids how to speak everyday things, what words go with what settings, what you might need in you know the beginning of your life, so to speak. So one thing that I really like is the song La Morera. It's, you know, here we go around the mulberry bush. Damos la bota a la morera. It's a fantastic song because it teaches kids, you know, this is how we wash our hands, this is how we brush our teeth, this is how we brush our hair. So in Spanish, you're learning all of this vocabulary about things that you do on a daily basis, but in a nice catchy way. So it makes it easier for you to remember. And uh, there's definitely no shame in singing to yourself while you're doing your morning routine. I mean, come on. All right, the third point is that it incorporates structure without having to use grammar books. So one song that I really like is Acerrin Acerran. So it's kind of got some fun, you know, words that don't really make any sense. But in the song, they talk about los maderos de San Juan piden pan y no les dan. So what's really cool about this is it shows, for example, how in Spanish, you say piden pan, which translate to English is they asked for bread. But in Spanish, you don't add that for. You don't add por or para. It's piden pan. I don't know about you, but often when I was studying Spanish, I would struggle with direct objects and how those are placed because it's a different word order than in English, right? So here in the song, they say y no les dan, and they didn't give them bread. No les dan. They didn't give it to them. So, no les dan. Les goes before the verb, whereas in English, it comes after the verb. I give you flowers. I gave the flowers to him. I gave him flowers. This song can really help teach children the grammatical structure without them even having to really think about it. So that's really cool. Another one is tengo, tengo, tengo. This one also helps with direct objects, right? One of the lines in the song says, una me da leche. Otra me da lana. So again, you're learning that word order, but then it also has, you know, tengo, 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 I have, I have, I have, tú no tienes nada, you don't have anything. So it shows the conjugation differences between I and you, tengo and tienes, which if you're intermediate, isn't really a big deal. But if you're trying to teach your kids Spanish, that really helps them with the conjugation too. Point number three is just that kids songs really can help you incorporate language structure without having to read through a boring, dusty grammar book. Unless, of course, you are a language nerd like me, in which case those dusty books are actually kind of fun to read. Anyways, last one. 
which depends really on how far down the language learning hole you want to go. But the nice thing about kid songs is that you can actually double them up with ASL. So ASL is American Sign Language, and there have been studies that show that teaching your children sign language is really beneficial to them. For instance, it helps children to have bigger vocabularies, to be able to use longer sentences earlier than those who aren't using signs. It shows that it can help children to have higher language learning skills as well. It also can help with understanding symbols and meanings because it activates the same part of the brain and it can help to make learning new words easier. It has shown that it can also increase IQ. It can also help children to better express themselves earlier, which also leads to less frustration between parents and little children because you are able to actually communicate. So less frustration, less tantrums, less crying, awesome deal. But again, this is just if you're, if you've ever wondered about, you know, should I teach my children ASL? I definitely highly recommend it. I think there's a lot of benefits to it. From what I found, there's not really any evidence that it slows down your child's ability to develop or anything like that, or their ability to be able to speak. Um, I know that that's one of the myths out there, but if you do want to help, you know, your children to speak earlier, or to communicate with you earlier and you want to teach them ASL, then you can also use kid songs with that. So like there is a song called The Ocean Blue made by the Twin Sisters and it's to help children learn English and Spanish. And it's a fantastic song and it's got pretty simple vocabulary but it's all about the ocean, right? And because it's got such simple vocabulary and it repeats itself and it goes between English and Spanish, what I've started doing with my little girl, even though she's still too young to learn it, I want to make sure that I'm in the habit of learning these signs and using them for the song so that when she is old enough to start connecting those dots, she'll be able to connect the dots with these hand motions. And my hope is that by having the same sign for the English part as well as the Spanish part, it will help her to make that connection between the meaning in English and the meaning in Spanish. So I'm hoping it will help her to learn both languages. But again, because the song is so simple, I can choose just a few of the words to learn the signs for. So for example, fish is one of them. And I don't learn how to say the whole song completely in ASL, although eventually I would like to be able to do that, especially as she grows older. But for now, I just focus on you know one or two signs per line. And I learn that sign, and then I will sign it as I sing the song to her. And then as I sing the English and the Spanish, so for example, I will make the hand movement for fish in ASL as I'm singing fish and pesces. So it's a really fun song. I highly recommend that you check it out. If you have any questions on how do you start learning ASL or what are some really good resources for that, please send me an email. I would love to help you out with that. I think, you know, being able to learn two languages in your childhood outside of English would be be fantastic and it opens so many doors just to know one so imagine how many other doors it'll learn to know more than one and that covers all four points next week we'll focus on episode two of this series where we'll go over five spanish translations of well-known nursery rhymes and kid songs that's all for today please don't forget to check out the show notes for notes and or links to resources used for this episode this episode was brought to you by Language Answers Limited. If you're looking for a Spanish to English translator, someone to edit or review your documents, or would like tutoring, you can email me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. Or visit my website, www.languageanswers.com.
You can also send me your questions or topics you'd like me to discuss in a podcast episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in two weeks.